0: Hello there, Bald Move fans. It's time once again to debate, discuss who won the week on Mm. our Bald Move TV podcast, the podcast for all the TV. Yeah, I'm I'm all over the place with my branding there. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So we had the three contenders. Mm -hmm. Um, We had The Leftovers, Better Call Saul, Fargo. Uh, I feel like this is going to be a controversial week because there's people that really, really liked Fargo. Mm-hmm. and and it, it's not a not worthy episode. Better Call Saul was was really really good, and I detect from our podcast we did on uh, Tuesday that you were just ever so off on on your esteem for the leftovers. So I, I'm where where are you stacking them? You're this stacking is really them high. Tough. Stacking them wide. You stacking them deep. Wherever they fit. Just refuse to stack. Period. Well, yeah, your stats fat. The
1: only stacks I like are pancakes.
0: Are they are they rubber banded or are they vacuum sealed? <laughs> well <laughs> I'm old school, so they're rubber banded. All right. Well,
1: you know, Donaladio don't don't want that shit no more. Uh so this is a problem for me because I kind of felt the same way about all three of these episodes. Like Leftovers is always good, mm-hmm. but the first viewing of it certainly left me wanting a little bit. Okay. Uh second viewing I thought was better. Um, Better Call Saul was mostly excellent all around, except for I didn't really like how they kind of left us hanging at the end, um, not knowing what's going on exactly. Right. And then Fargo was an entirely inconsequential
0: episode but very <laughs> from an, what we can very tell. Very ambitious in its its aspirations and, and, and what it set out to do. And not unenjoyable, you know? Nope. It, it was just pointless. It, it was pointedly pointless. Uh, Almost to the fact that, like, I, the is like, yeah, it is, so sue us. Uh-huh. Like, we're going to put a useless machine, we're going to end the episode on a useless machine imagery just to, to ram the thought home.
1: Right. So, man, how do you distinguish one over the other here? <laughs> I feel like... <sighs> I mean, people are going to be very angry if I say Leftovers didn't win this week, but I honestly feel like Better Call Saul might have taken the week
0: hmm. I, by so the slimmest of margins. I enjoyed Better Call Saul so much that uh-huh. I almost went there, too, and I was really thinking about this morning as I was getting ready. It's like, oh, God, i got to make a choice. But I didn't have your problems with Leftovers the first time. I was blown away by how beautiful and, like, savage and... Yeah just again how kind of important and what 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 emotional heft it has um and setting 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 senior and junior on this collision course i think is 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 bonkers and it's like um it's also not it's not taking its sweet time this thing this season feels like it's moving like a freight train i think well um, I – Hmm. And and again, okay. just how just how beautiful everything was, like senior you, you know, dancing out in the middle of the outback and the music, yeah. and how that stuck in my head all week long. <laughs> it did. Um, and I I think I liked Better Call Saul second, hmm. um, because I unexpectedly, like I I was expecting to really. Not like the Gus stuff because I said at the beginning of the season that like I I kind of one of the cool things about Gus is he is mysterious yeah and if we know too much about him then it might take some of that specialness away from Giancarlo Esposito's very spare performance um it might take some of the mystery that that we kind of fill in based on his reputation and all that and 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 what we see of his operation. But then I got a little bit of taste of it, and uh, you know, kicks like a mule with its nuts duct taped together. <laughs> it's tight, 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 as Tuco would say. Uh, and I really liked it. And then Far, and, and then I, I, this the separation between the episodes has never been slimmer. Because like Fargo or Leftovers was really, really good. Better Call Saul was really, really good. And Fargo, while I don't think it was. Like you said, it's hard to escape that was that it's kind of pointless slash nihilist. <laughs> that's, that's not the right, that's the right word, but very ambivalent. Um, even the way Nora, she's like... <laughs> Gloria, but yes. Yes, yes, thank you, <laughs> Noria. Uh-huh. Um, even she says in the episode, like, yeah, this is a personal connection, but is it really? Like, I'm not even sure how I feel about this and why I'm doing this. Right. Um, I'm feeling angsty and existential about all this stuff. I just it wasn't as viscerally engaging as either of the other two materials, yeah uh, I think
1: the the only chance I can see Fargo of of having of winning one of these weeks is maybe if leftovers has an off week, which doesn't happen often with the leftovers right um this and, might be and, that week
0: honestly this, this is yeah, might be the this the closest, closest we get to a setup episode that we're going to get this whole season but
1: i think also fargo would have to do something really interesting with either ray or nikki or ray and emmett well here's the thing or potentially with emmett
0: and varga like honestly carrie coons goes out to la yeah animation happens but there is some kind of point to it, there is an emotional connection there is something that yeah. pulls at, you know, involves me emotionally into this story other than, you know, my generic desire to see Carrie Coon be happy um, <laughs> they, that because, that, like, think of, like, how fun last week's episode, if they had that episode with some of the more audacious, like change of location and crazy animation techniques and stuff, that would be something that would, I think vanquish a leftover's had it had a you know crazy white fella thinking type of episode, right? So yeah. and, I, and and, and I, I
1: feel like we're treating Fargo as a second class citizen to these other two shows. But
0: honestly, that's the way it feels in my mind. The, like the, I the, Fargo the,
1: isn't as enjoyable for me as these other two.
0: And the thing the thing that sucks about it is, I mean, I don't know if you read any of the press, but like a lot. I mean, and, and even on our forums, like this episode. I'd say it's polarizing on our forums because there's a lot of people that are like you and I, like, oh, my God. And I was even shocked. I was looking on the Nattercast uh, forums on their Facebook fan site. And Shane Bowman's like, I'm out on Fargo. Huh. Um, Okay. And i like, wow. I can see that reaction, honestly. Because I'm like, I thought that's like, wow, that's that's some pretty hate. But here's the thing. Mm -hmm. If I throw in the other shows I've been watching – if I throw handsma- *Handmaid's Tale* into the mix, if I throw *American Gods* in the mix, if I throw in *Dear White People*, which just came out on Netflix yeah. and I'm really enjoying the hell out of, I don't know that *Fargo* beats any of those except maybe maybe uh, *Dear White People* because it's more of a comedy than, mm, although yeah, yeah. it does have ta uh, tackle a lot of social social drama. Um, I don't know, man. Like it's just you got such good television. And I know I'm leaving a lot of things out. Like, there's a lot lot of, you know, the 13 Reasons Why, I think it's called, about the girl who committed suicide. I haven't heard great things about that, but it's certainly getting a lot of controversy. Um, There's just really good stuff. That Handmaid's Tale is amazing. And it it Uh brings me back to, like, season one leftovers in the amount of emotional pain it's trafficking in. Uh Um, So... It uh, and American Gods is interesting because, like, there's stuff in that that I've never seen before on television, like, utterly unique imagery. And its only weakness is that their lead player is kind of bland in the same way Space Jon Snow is. Okay. Like, it's unfortunate it's that unfortunate. all this stuff is swirling. or read that this guy has to share the screen with Ian McShane throwing a hundred mile an hour fastball. And he's just getting the
1: hell, man. What is with casting all these people who I don't know are supposed to be the fucking anchors of your show? Right. They've got to carry the most weight, and you're just
0: not doing great casting here shows. Right, right. Um yeah, I, I I don't know. It's 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 too bad that you've 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 got this guy. Um and also I think it's Pablo Schreiber plays this leprechaun character. He's related he's, to Live hmm. Lee Lee. No, no, he's uh, he played. He played. Did you ever watch *Wardens of the New Black*? No. Okay, so do you remember *The Brink*? He was the the pilot that was cheating on his his wife slash girlfriend on *The Brink*. Oh, he's okay. also Nick um uh Nikki on the watch season two of *The Wire*. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um. And he's, he's amazing. He's blowing this guy off uh, off the stage. So like it, yeah. I just felt, I feel sorry for this like generic kind of glowering stud dude that like, man, you're just, you just don't have the charisma to pull this off. But there's just so much great television that, um, it, it's getting harder and harder to justify something that you don't love. Yeah. Like why stick with something that you don't love if, uh, you got some, you got better options.
1: That's really what it comes down to. You know, I, I feel like the reason that Fargo is going to get short shrift here in who won the week, pretty much every week, is going to be because we absolutely love these other two shows,
0: mm-hmm. and Fargo is just a show we like. We I don't know I I, I love Fargo up until like the second to last episode last year, and last I season, I, yeah. I love the first season of Fargo too. I thought it was, and that's why it always bugs me when I hear uh, Andy Greenwald say that season two is a triumph and season one was just pretty good television because like. <laughs> Constantly, I like have a hundred eighty degree opinion on him for lots of notable, you know, golden age of television era television, and I I don't I don't get it. So um, yeah, I don't know. I I feel like that's who won the week. I was I was trying to get Cecily and I in here to do a Handmaid's Tale and um, American Gods podcast. I think we decided to try to record that Monday so we can get another episode of American Gods in.
1: Hmm, okay.
0: Um. And all you know, also we, we could have recorded a month Wednesday night, but we knew that was going to be a new handmaid's, handmaid's tale and like, uh, you know 'cause what what they did is it's weird. They released the first three episodes on Hulu and then every week, every Wednesday they're releasing another one. So it's this weird blended binge model. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you I've get people hooked and like and that's probably a s that's probably really smart for a slow burn show. not that it was a particularly slow burn, but they just really throw you in this, this world, and they do a lot of world-building, and it, and it takes about that many episodes to, to see, like, you know, everything that the world has to offer. And I think episode four was maybe the best episode yet. Um, yeah, I wonder if they do that because it prolongs the hype.
1: I, I um, mean... Because, like, uh, you look at Stranger Things, right? That yeah. kind of came and went. And yeah. I, I know that it's going to be hyped uh, from here to breakfast uh, uh, when uh, season two drops, but... It's a very limited window of hype, and then people are on to the next thing,
0: whereas if you drip so you it coming, out... Are you coming around to Alan Suppenwall's contention that, this, that binging is not the optimal way to watch television? No, no, no.
1: No, I think from a consumer standpoint, from okay. a fan standpoint,
0: I love it. Like That's the way
1: I want to watch TV is binge it. But I think from a a studio or a network standpoint, they want to keep the hype going, right?
0: Yeah, but isn't doing something consumer... I mean, I don't know. Is it better to burn like a Nova and then be gone in two weeks? Or is it better to be, you know, try, try to maintain a candle flicker throughout 13 weeks of stiff competition? Because that's the other mm-hmm. thing. Like, uh, like a Stranger Things, no matter what was going on at the time, it could have been shown opposite of Game of Thrones. And that burst of enthusiasm would have burnt through that into the cultural awareness. Like, you know... Whereas, if it was just on and it was another show for 13 weeks, and people couldn't get just like hooked and like, "Oh my God, I plowed through this thing in this over a weekend, and I can't even fucking believe it, like yeah, maybe and sometimes you know it's like that's kind of the bald move philosophy. What's good for the the the, the person that you're serving is good for the company.
1: Oh, I, I thought you were going to say what's good for one show might not be good for another. Because I certainly think that's true. I, like, I think if they wanted to go season two, Stranger Things, dripped out over 13 weeks, they could do it. Yeah. No problem. Right. Um, Or eight weeks or ten weeks, whatever it's going to be. Right. Um, And the hype would stay, right? People would be invested at that point. But you might be right. If you want to kickstart a new show and you're up against some competition, just get it all out there. But that,
0: that blended binge model, I think that, that that Netflix might try that because, like... If they'd release like three or four episodes of Stranger Things and got you know like all these people hooked over right. a weekend when nothing yeah. else was on because they drop kind of like Friday like you know hey what are you going to do Friday night let's let's try what's on and then two o'clock in the morning you're like oh my god yeah you'd still have that but then you'd also have the next four to X amount of weeks of people like speculating and and building up the hype and build- so you get people hooked and then you string them along mm-hmm. but even then it's like that there you go the the verbiage I'm using to describe it seems like it's not customer friendly it's not consumer friendly oh i agree yeah so it's like in 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 the long term is it better for net because the other thing is like it doesn't seem like netflix has any shortage of these types of shows like maybe not everything will be as as talked about as stranger things but they are having pretty reliable success in knocking these things out of the park and and more and more people are doing like hulu like they've had some original series before like you know aaron paul's the path and what was that 12, 16, 65 or oh, Franco. Yeah. The Franco, but like the Haymaid's Tale seem like the first one that's really getting like, you know, bubbling to the top forefront of the cultural awareness of the country. Yeah. Uh, well, so. I don't know. The company are going to do what's better for their
1: ROI. I would imagine.
0: Right. But that's all, you know, as we know, well, as we well know, when you've got to close the, uh, econ, econ, ecosphere ecosystem, like Netflix, what's good for the eye of the company or what's good for the company is very much in the eye of the beholder. Like it's mm-hmm. you know it, it's basically the executive and board team of Netflix's understanding of what their consumer wants. Well, and they have reams of data yeah, to back it up. That's but the like, thing; they have all the data in the world to tell them exactly what the consumer wants. But how do they know the binge is better if they've never tried the uh, the conventional way? Right
1: no i mean that's probably why a lot of these shows are getting released differently you know right like they're trying all sorts of stuff one-off movies comedy specials like
0: series all kinds of stuff mm-hmm. so i don't know uh the uh so yeah that's uh that's who won the week uh we will bald move tv will be back i think monday but definitely next week to for cecily and i to talk about the Handmaid's Tale and. Uh, American Gods. Uh, we might talk about a few of the other shows we've been watching because there's been some really good Netflix comedies. Um, I just encourage everyone if you got a Netflix subscription and you haven't checked out uh, Louis C.K. and Dave Chappelle and Maria Bamford in particular, you you really are missing out on about five hours of really really funny comedy. Uh, and, and that's that's my official recommendation for this week. Um, anything else you want to talk about? Nope. All right, we are out. We'll see you next week.